The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some movie talk, Enchanted, and Taylor Swift. Wow. What a range. <laughs> what a range. Okay. Let's start at the top. We're checking in with movies, a couple of trailers, some casting news. You are first. Amelia, go ahead. Oh my God. So the freaking Magic Mike trailer <laughs> dropped. Magic Mike 3. Ma- uh, Magic Mike's final dance or ride or whatever the hell it's called. I was really excited because I thought, you know, this is like, what a great cap to the end of the Magic Mike saga. And it'll be like almost 10 years, probably, I'm assuming. And then I watched the trailer and I said, how could this be the end? Yeah. How could they do this? It's a rom-com. It's not... Men taking their shirts off and gyrating for two hours. It's it's a romantic comedy, um, which is really, I think, rude to the <laughs> essence of Magic Mike. To the franchise? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't ask for a rom-com, but right, here we go. And you know, listen, Tea Time, historically pro-rom-com. Like, but the beauty of Magic Mike XXL was like, the bro comedy of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's never been like a love story really. Like how it's not like, you know, just Channing Tatum. It's like all the, even in the first one, like the good parts of the first one were like Matthew McConaughey, Mm -hmm. you know, all the other like weird strippers. Like it's definitely been like an ensemble cast and like that's what makes it fun and entertaining. 
And this is literally just step up. Yep. The like the reunion. It's Channing Tatum, Sama Hayek replacing Tandy Newton. If you remember that controversy. Um, (laughs) and like they are putting on, it's very much like both of them and like, they're the stars and that's it. Right. And then it's like, they're putting on some stage production where people aren't even naked. I'm like, what are we doing here? Do you think that they rewrote it or like punched it up a little bit when they recast that main female character and they were like, Salma Hayek is a star, obviously. So we need to put her more at the forefront. That's the only way. I can probably explain it because it's so serious. It is like a love story. Yeah, It's very step up. Like it's very like, she's Mm -hmm. from a theater background. I'm a stripper. We're going to fall in love and put on a play. And I'm like, I don't, (laughs) that's not what we came here for. We came here to watch Channing Tatum take his clothes off and hump a bench to to pony for the third time in a row. And I I just don't feel confident. It's so disappointing. And also I think this is a ploy for them to get more, seats more asses in seats because of the um what was the did you ever see they have that touring show and this is clearly part of the story and i'm like that's cheating that's cheating that's called doing promotional work when this should be a film yeah so yeah yeah i agree very disappointing next one Uh, and then we also have another one and Again, this is like visual. So I just hope everyone's Googling, you know. Paint us a picture. Paint us a picture, Amelia. So on Zac Efron's Instagram account from a week ago. Yes, it was like about a week ago. He posted a photo of seemingly him. It looks like him. If you like crock your head to the side, um, (laughs) doing like a flying wrestling move. And there's another guy and he's like, He's getting the brunt of it and he's going, whoa, and they're in a ring. And Zac Efron is he looks like He-Man. He is his abs are stone. They are made of stone. They're carved from stone. It's <laughs> incredible. But apparently this is a first look at his latest project, the Iron Claw coming from A24. Ooh. So could this be really buzzy award season Zach Efron? I don't know, but I, I like don't it. Know. Talk us talk to me about the haircut real quick. Okay, so the haircut, you can't really see it in this uh photo that he has on his Instagram. However, if you Google Zach Efron, the latest news uh has like you know, Zach Efron walking around, showing off his muscles to play pro wrestler Kevin Von Erich. And it, it literally people have been comparing the haircut to Lord Farquaad from yeah. the Shrek movies. Yeah. But yeah. like blonde, blonder. And he does look like you remember when Noah Centineo was like, I'm gonna be He-Man. Yeah. And then yeah. that never materialized. Well, yeah. this this is fulfilling that because yeah. he looks, he's giving the He-Man haircut. And he look like he his physically looks like it too. He's beefed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's really quite something. Uh, it is. I will watch probably. We love Zac okay. Efron. I mean, Great. yeah, I love him in like a, a a committed role. You know, is this a drama, Amelia? Seems like it. Okay, you is know what? Biopic? It does seem like it. Yeah, it seems like okay. kind of it's based on a guy who was a wrestler uh, okay. and his real life wrestling family. You know Got what I would it. love is like an I Tanya tone. Like a, oh my God. like a yes. black comedy kind yeah. of vibe yeah. where like, yes. he's like that. his performance is serious, but like the movie isn't necessarily serious, you know? Yes. I think he Great would thrive idea, in Kate. that environment. 
I think that is that's so that's that's perfect. I oh my god! If if this is Zac Efron's I Tanya, I wow Oscar. Oscar. Where's the Oscar? Oscar, Oscar Beware. I mean, I'm not going to say anything because the last campaigns <laughs> that I've tried to launch from this podcast <laughs> have failed miserably. So well, I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. There's a first time for everything. Just yeah. got to get back on the horse. Um, All right, next one. I guess speaking of Oscar nominated cinematographers and or actors and or directors, Credit Gerwig is in talks with Netflix to helm the live action film adaptations or I guess remakes of the Chronicles of Narnia books oh. for Netflix. Um, they got the rights to all seven books in 2018. Um, they're the first corporation to have rights to all of the books at one time. Oh. Uh, you may remember I was a, as a child was like a big fan of like the original one in uh, mm. 2005. They went all the way up to 2010. They did the first three. Honestly, ha- like I really enjoyed them as a young person. Uh, yeah. I do feel a little old that we're already to the point where we're like making them again. I'm like, I agree. I really yeah. like that first one. Seems um, like soon, but I guess not. I mean, again, huh. 2005 was that first one. Um, so Kate, knowing Greta Gerwig better than I do, what is like the Greta Gerwig touch of like this movie? Like how will her presence affect this franchise? Is it'll be funnier, lighter? I don't know. I More, think it probably would be. I saw one okay. person be like, Florence Pugh for the White Witch. And I was like, I don't even know uh, what I just read. What are you okay. talking about? <laughs> um, uh, I think this is a really bad match. Personally, one, I think she has really good, fun ideas and like a very signature style. And it's like, why would you tie yourself to a franchise like mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. You know? Two, yeah. I just like, it just, her, again, like her style of directing just seems like a weird fit. But I do love Chronicles Narnia, love Greta Gerwig. Yeah. So, like, I guess if this happens, I have faith that she'll pull it off. But sure, um, it, it, I wouldn't do it if I was her. Probably. Well, yeah. it was probably a lot of money, so I probably would. But you know, in, in a, a perfect world, I would probably choose sure. someone else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, next piece of movie news. This has been circulating for so long. I don't know why this is written up again this week, but The Princess Diaries you know, three is officially in the works. I believe like, as we've talked about every time we cringe mode it, I feel like every year it's like, Oh, print something about this movie, but it does seem like it's officially up and running at Disney now. And so the idea behind it is a continuation of like the Anne Hathaway universe mm. and not a reboot. Mm. So Ooh. the idea would be that Anne Hathaway does participate, but she does not currently have a deal to return. But like, you know, all these Hollywood sources are saying like, perhaps it's just a, a matter of time. She's like been in the news everywhere recently. Maybe yeah. she's waiting to do some big announcement. I'm not really sure. Nice. Um, would have to have Chris Pine, right? Would he join? I guess if Julie Andrews and Anne oh, Hathaway wow. are there. Seems like easy well. money, you know? Yeah. Show up for a True. couple weeks, swan around a castle, do Did a little it, rom-com stuff with Anne, be done. Did they oh, yeah. end up married in that movie? Did they end up together? In the second one, they did, right? I feel, yeah. I feel like he would like have passed and she's like a- They didn't a get married. Soul. Oh yeah, they oh. didn't get married. The Julie Andrews married Hector Olizando or whatever. Uh, okay. And then they just like, were like a couple, I think at the end. Yeah. So, but like, you gotta That's, get Chris Pine in there. Come on. Yeah. The other question is, Julie Andrews gonna return? Cause she hasn't been right. on screen since 2017. Right. Just about a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see also the filmmaker of the last two, Gary Marshall, has passed since. So like mm. there will be there's a couple changes happening. We will see. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we would watch the shit out of this movie. Right. And 
We have yeah. a long road ahead. If Anne Hathaway yeah. is not even tied yet, like we have yeah. time. <laughs> Very <laughs> yeah. vague. It's yeah. So true. All right. Yeah. Last one. Just to wrap this up, uh, you know, Don't Worry Darling is on streaming now. Okay. I think Kaya watched it this weekend. We were talking about it with Liz and Slack. I think it's safe to spoil a certain element of it. So if you are planning to watch it, skip ahead a couple, you know, taps of the 15 second button. But the twist at the end of Don't Worry Darling is that Harry Styles is like a greasy little incel who (laughs) like trapped his girlfriend, Florence Pugh, in like this fake alternate reality where he can like control her and spend time with her and be with her in the way that he wants, where she's like in the modern world, she like works too long hours, blah, blah, blah. And he has like, he's just really gross, has this like long stringy hair. And it was like, Ew. first of all, it made no sense. Second of all, just like I was sitting next to these like Harry Styles fans clearly in the theater. Um. And like to experience like a theater of stands experiencing mm. that moment of like being like, oh no. And yeah. seeing him in his greasy hair with all of his like gross incel vibes. Yikes. Uh, it was like, it was just, I could tell it was a challenge for a lot mm-hmm. of these girls. And uh, similarly, Timothy Chalamet has this movie coming out uh, called Bones and All, a similar mm. group of stands of which I am also part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels like this is a real moment for like a challenging moment for a lot mm. of these stands to be like, what will you, what are you willing to go through to support really these guys on screen? Cause I just was reading the plot of bones and all yesterday. As you know, I don't Uh-oh. watch horror movies, but I like to know what happens in them. Like this mm. is like a real cannibal movie. Like he eats people. Yeah. Like, I did. You bones see the trailer? And all. I did not watch the trailer cause I'm a little Whoa, baby, but I read, God. I read the plot of the book and oh, no. like in detail. And I slacked like, you all about that trailer. That was a yeah, scary trailer. I did yeah. not like that. Like very all. gory. Like, and <laughs> my question is just like, do you love Harry Styles enough to support him and watch him as an incel? Yes or no. Next level. <laughs> oh do you love God. and support Timothy Chalamet enough to go in a theater and watch him eat people? Like, yeah, in, probably. In right. If you're detail. a real stan. If you're right. a real stan. Otherwise, give over your stan card. Right. This is True. what I'm saying. Put these are the, the tests. These are just like newfound exactly. challenges for these groups of of fans yeah. and I just you know it's it's interesting it's interesting it's to watch down here for you Kate yeah sorry we're, we're recognizing our limits my limit is like <laughs> incel Harry yes cannibal sure. Timothy no like that's okay. my Good that's to know. the border for me so that's learning new things about ourselves this new yeah. season all right let's keep going this week in social media okay. and relationship news and a little bit of not worth the tea Kate indeed uh we did print media last week in checks in with. And just really quick, we missed the ball. We didn't miss the ball, but this Andrew Garfield um, <laughs> GQ Men of the Year profile came a little bit too late for us to include. But I just want to include it. One, because the pictures are extremely good. If you remember the GQ shoot with Brad Pitt where he was like in the desert and it was really weird and like oh, yeah. the vibes were like kind of off. Imagine that, but with Andrew Garfield and Andrew Garfield is like fucking jacked and tan and looks <laughs> unbelievable and, okay. and is like posing. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Giving like Mr. Universe vibes. I was like, this oh, is I like haven't the, seen these. This is a platonic ideal of like the Brad Pitt shoot. So um, wow. love that. And also like he's never been like super like superhero vibes. But, you know, like this is very much like mm. MCU. Like, yes, it is super jacked star energy. So I don't know what wow. he's gotten really muscly for, but um, he's always been he a little more a like, yeah, he's always Chris been a little Hemsworth more like Brooklyn of- hipster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not, um, we got to keep those people sacred. You know what right. I mean? Not everyone I know. has to be Chris Hemsworthified. 
And I had, I mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. And I went into the profile thinking that like, I was like, oh no, we're losing Andrew Garfield. You know, like one of our, our, mm. you know, our greatest, like very emotional sort of like attainable male stars almost. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I have to say he is so like emotionally eloquent, like in this profile. I don't know if, mm. you, know, if you guys remember, but he went on Colbert, I think last year um, to talk about oh. when his mom passed and like yes, had this like right. very beautiful, it was like tick, tick, boom era press. And he just talked about like, you know, just like very openly about grappling with that and like how it made him feel, et cetera. And he does the same thing in this interview where he talks about like his dad and gardening and like just like a lot of like really potent and like honest like thoughts on loss. And I was like, we still got him. Andrew Garfield is not yet an MCU, Chris. (laughs) He's still he's still our guy. Thank Um, God we have something. That's funny. I just love it. Love him. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one is a little bit of not worth the tea, but like we keep real close tabs on like the seasons and the Christmas vibe and like mm. what's happening in the celebrity Christmas universe. And this week, <laughs> it has been officially declared that Mariah Carey is not the queen of Christmas. Yeah, How dare you? Back in March, 2021, she filed an application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office with like the hopes of legally claiming herself as the sole, like, quote, queen of Christmas. And then the the bid was made public this past summer. And then a singer by the name mm. of Elizabeth Chan, who's Uh-oh. also in some circles known as the queen of Christmas, mm. didn't know that, has well. officially, like, blocked and appealed this with the court. And then the court has officially kind of sided with Elizabeth Chan and been like, Mariah Carey, you are not the queen of Christmas. And I just find it funny, her statement, Elizabeth Chan's statement about this. She says, Christmas is a season of giving, not the season of taking. And it is wrong for an individual to (gasps) attempt to own and monopolize a nickname, da-da-da-da-da, for the purposes of abject materialism. It is like, it's also to protect the future queens of Christmases. So there won't just be the one Mariah Carey. There will be people followed who have the chance to be the queen of Christmas. Oh my God. Listen, great points made, but also like, did you give us this incredible Christmas song that has stood the test of time? No. So. I know. I understand <sighs> Mariah Carey. She's like, you know, n- known as that, but it's good for, I don't know, for yeah. the other people. Well, I, I also, honestly, I don't associate, I mean, I associate Mariah Carey with that one song, mm-hmm. but. Oh, for Christmas I'm, too. Right. Yeah. But I'm not like, wow, it's Christmas. It's Mariah Carey's season. Like, I'm sorry, but. That has kind know. of turned into like that. a meme. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's overdone, actually. It, you're right. It's you're right. totally overdone. And also, if I were her, I'd be, I'd actually try not to, I'd be like, wow, this is so great. Every year, I know that my song will go to number one. And that's really, mm-hmm. I'm so happy for myself. But that's, I feel like that's limiting yourself and being like, mm. well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, here to do Christmas stuff. You know, it's yes. like, wouldn't you want to be like the queen of Right, like what celebrity everything? wants that? I don't know. To be known for right? that. Other than yeah, like Michael Bublé. Think about Bublé. Michael Bublé. <laughs> exactly. he, doesn't, he doesn't say <laughs> shit throughout right? the year. And then yeah. just like everyone gets to enjoy him and then everyone forgets in January. <laughs> true. You don't want to be yeah, more like Michael true. Bublé as your career oh moves Oh my along. God. That's oh, maybe so that's true. true. Oh, no offense. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So anyway, okay. that's the ruling. Yeah. Okay, next mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two relationship news updates for you to wrap out this category. Uh, Chris Evans, Sexiest Man Alive 2022, uh, is in a relationship. He's off the market, has been for supposedly about a year, and he is dating Alba Baptista, who's a Portuguese actress, the star of Warrior Nun. 
on Netflix, yeah. which is a show that I know, I think one person who watches it and she does work for Netflix. Um, actually, yeah. my dad might've watched it. I won't lie. <laughs> I think he thought oh, it, was like, like it was like Buffy. And he was like, I'll give it a shot. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, she is 25. Chris Evans is 41. I have no comment on that because I like Chris Evans. <laughs> so good for her and good for him. They, you know, people kind of thought they were dating. It turns out like there were, a couple, you know, the stands have eagle eyes and like they apparently like on Halloween noticed that like yeah. they both posted pumpkins with like the same background. Mm. They also like he was in Lisbon and they identified the hotel, like the background that was behind him oh in an my. Instagram video oh. that it was like a hotel in Lisbon that she was also at. It's like they kind of knew, but like, you know, it wasn't public knowledge, um, but he. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. The stands oh are crazy. Yeah. And we're getting we're they getting really more to need that. To we're we're going to follow up on that hired in a moment. by like the FBI. They do. Um, so they confirmed it this weekend. They went on a little stroll through mm-hmm. Central Park, basically, which is, you know, the the classic mm-hmm. way of being like, yes, we are nice. together. Um, however, the fans have not been thrilled about this. Uh, there's one fan letter from at Team Evans underscore 13, which has gone very viral. It has like 6,000 quote retweets. And this person wrote a very long letter to Chris Evans that starts out with like, as a 30 year old, I've grown up on your work and it goes on and on and on. It's like, as a fandom, we listen to you. We believe you. And like, you have betrayed our trust. (laughs) And then it goes into like how he lied to them about like his relationship and how they feel betrayed. And this person like definitely tries to make it seem normal and be like, you know, it's not our business. I know nothing of this woman. It's like, well, you just wrote a, a novel yeah. about how he's betrayed you by not telling us that he's in a relationship. So <laughs> anyway, um, normal stuff from the fans as always, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, cute couple. I don't, yeah, it's great. Love it. That yeah, is so, great. Oh my God. They're going <laughs> to look back on this years from now and be like, what? Was I thinking? I don't know that they will. Honestly, they're already 30 years old and they think this is normal. We may have lost this one. So that's too bad. Who knows? Um, The last piece of relationship news, I feel like is kind of just like the circle (sighs) is complete. The journey is done. We should like probably just wrap this podcast here because everything (sighs) has happened. You know what I mean? Every possible thing and every person Pete Davidson could have possibly dated is kind of now He's dated. He has Mm -hmm. been officially seen with Emily Ratajkowski out in New York multiple times. TMZ just got photos last night of the two of them in some hallway cuddling and hugging. And this completes the circle. I mean, I have nothing. He's got all the infinity stones. Yeah. He's he's done it all. I will say that this does support our theory of the SNL after party. Once again, Emily Ratajkowski went to the SNL after party on October 16th, Mm. um, where could wow. reasonably be assumed that she, you know, met Pete Davidson and a month later are officially dating. Seems like yeah. that timeline matches up. So yeah, just people, to- They're also like pulling this interview that both of them had on the late night with Seth Meyers last year, like last November. And they were both his guests that night, but didn't get interviewed together. And they both are like mm. saying little flirty, cute things about one another. So mm. it was bound to happen. It was only a matter of time. And this does make, honestly, it makes the most sense of the women he's dated recently. Like personality wise, like I actually feel like they're a decent match. You know, I I never understood him and Kim, but I, I get this more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. This, it's like, this might as well happen. We were leading here all along. Yeah. Well, 
I think she's just also, you know, how I don't know how long this is going to last because I think she's dating right. a lot of people right now because there were yeah. just photos of her kissing some other guy and she's just having a fun time, you know? Yeah. Sure. Why not dip her toes into a little Pete Davidson? Yeah. Just check Pete Davidson off the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Might as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's move on to cringe mode. This is a good one. I'm happy and shocked that we haven't done this yet. Um, This week, we are covering the classic movie Enchanted. Um, Mm. The 15-year anniversary is on November 21st. And then Disenchanted, which is the sequel, is actually coming out today when this you are all hearing this on November 18th. Okay. On Disney+. Plus. This has been on our list forever. And then when they announced Disenchanted, we were like, okay, we'll have to wait to do it before disenchanted comes out to prepare the people but i think we all really like this movie and have been waiting to do it enchanted 2007 stars our girl amy adams and it starts out first 10 minutes are animation which is i would think in theater which i believe i saw as in theater was like a fun surprise i don't think Mm -hmm. i knew that it started Mm -hmm. out that way and so she's like you know classic like stereotypical maiden in the woods singing with the animals prince comes in saves her from an ogre they're like, oh, we're in love. We're going to get married. Evil witch doesn't want them to get married because she doesn't want the prince to like take over the kingdom. Um, so she 
kicks her into like an alternate reality down a well. And Amy mm-hmm. Adams ends up in modern day New York as Amy Adams and no longer as a cartoon. Um, you know, it's classic like fish out of water story for like the first half of this movie. It's her trying to figure out like what this world is and how to get back <laughs> and trying to survive mm-hmm. in New York. She meets Patrick Dempsey, uh, who is a divorce lawyer. Um, or he works yeah. with like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple splitting up. He has a daughter. He like doesn't really believe in love. He's engaged to Adina Menzel. Um, obviously he falls in love with Amy Adams. She comes and gets rescued by James Marsden, who's the prince who follows her. The witch and her like little lackey guy basically then come to New York, try to get, try to like kill Amy Adams so that she doesn't marry the prince. Ends yeah. up with this like big battle. If she turns into a dragon, the ending's like a little mid, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Lots of songs throughout. You know, she ends up happily ever after with Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden, and Adina Menzel go back to the cartoon world and are in love there. And everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the highlights, Amelia. I would say I'm surprised this movie even got greenlit because Disney (laughs) is so psycho when it comes to like preserving their movie, their animated films that they do. And I was reading somewhere it took them a long time to get everything approved. But this Mm. movie is so funny and charming and it pokes fun of those uh, kind of fairy tale tropes and but see in like a way that is not overly offensive and but is also like oh that's fu- that's funny like that okay yeah. this is we're living in a modern realistic world and that's funny mm-hmm. and I just feel like these kind of films are so uh, they make it so hard to be made nowadays and mm-hmm. um it's just like this is what happens when you finally allow you know, yourself to have a sense of humor and not take things so seriously, then a nice little charming film like this happens. So, exactly, yeah. I totally agree. Um, and when you like, you know, get away from the franchise and reboot and all that, you know, right. like, and which is funny because we're doing this because they're making Disenchanted, which well. is like very much like a nostalgia play, <laughs> but like, you it's know, true. I, these don't yeah. really exist very much anymore. These like new ideas yeah. of like just yeah. fun, classic Disney movies. Yeah. Um, my highlight is that there's just no one alive who would be better in these roles than Amy Adams and James Marsden in particular. Um, they are so fun, so charming, just the right amount of like annoying and over the top, but in a yes. good way. And they're just great. They're so fun to watch in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Amy Adams has a harder job than James Marsden because Amy Adams has to do a lot of, a lot of hand movement, a lot of like, ooh, 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 like that, like throughout like the first 45 minutes of her being in New York City, mm-hmm. which like in an ideal world, could I have taken like 2% less of that? Yes, I could have. <laughs> but it was a feat in and of itself that I didn't like turn this off the first time she did it. And mm-hmm. it does work. It does work. So yeah. Props to her. It is. It's a lot of like frightened, like, ooh. Yes. At yeah. ta- taxis for that first. Yeah. yeah. But she gets into it. Um, this is really random. I probably should have put this somewhere else. But there's a chipmunk. Uh, oh my god! Named Pip. He like comes with the prince to rescue her, and uh, this is very like 2007 animated animal thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, <laughs> but he's pretty funny. And there's just one scene where he's like, he can't talk, which is like the big thing. He can talk in the animated mm-hmm. world, but he can't talk in in, in the real world. And so he's trying to communicate that the the little lackey Nathaniel is trying to kill uh, Giselle, Amy Adams. And he just does this little charades thing with James Marston where he's like being the witch. And then he's like, being oh, my God, Amy Adams. And he's like, come here, I'm pretty. And she's like, Wah. 
And it's just really funny. <laughs> it gives me every it's time. It's so funny. It's so funny. I remember watching this in theaters and dying. Like yes. <laughs> one of the few times I've ever like could not stop laughing in movie theater was like it during is. that scene. It's like laugh out loud. I remember as well. It was like it's really, really is very funny. funny. I don't it's know. Really I don't know. It just is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There, there's another really random. Mo- I love that <laughs> character. And this is also really random, but the scene when she's visiting him and his like divorce lawyer um, office. And then she puts a fish in her mouth and then <laughs> yeah, like really spits funny. it out. It's like, what the fuck? It's really funny. It's oh, very funny. Great stuff. Great bits in here. And like just general highlight, like legitimately good songs. We'll talk mm-hmm. more about them later. But like, you know, songs that you like would listen to again and like are, yes. are yes. actually like not just there to make it like a quote unquote musical. Not there mm-hmm. like, you know, get on the charts or whatever, but like just good musical songs. Um it's just a really fun movie. Like overall, yeah. like great stuff. Yeah. Yes. No, I, on the musical note, they had the same guy who did all the music for the, like those nineties Disney films do this film. And Beautiful. it's like, oh. good job. Nailed it. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. Just, yeah. you know, copying his own work. It's great. Um, I also thought the costumes were really fun and like goofy. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And I was like, nice. Good job. I also thought that there was perfect like animation characters into human mm. characters. Mm-hmm. James Marsden looks like <laughs> what Prince Edward charming Prince Edward to a T. Like it was yeah. almost mm-hmm. it was wild. Also, same with Susan Sarandon and oh my god, um, Amy yeah. Adams looks like a cartoon yeah. in the best way, mm-hmm. like a, a Disney totally. princess, I should say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do the low lights. Go ahead, Kate. These are a little nitpicky. Like we said, we love this movie. I will say arguably this movie is very front loaded. Like I, mm-hmm. when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, like all my favorite parts have happened. And then I was like, Oh, halfway through, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like you just don't really think about the second half of this movie, yeah. particularly the end. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, very, like all your favorite parts are in there in the first half of this movie. And then yeah. like, if you're yeah. just watching it on TV, I'd be like, all right, like I've seen it. We're done. Oh, yeah. We can shut it off. We can yeah. shut it off yeah. now. Another low light. This has kind of become a thing on Twitter. Like I've definitely seen it in the past couple of years. But she uh, has like this makeover scene, but it's actually like a make under. Like she's wearing these mm-hmm. really frilly, fun princess outfits that she's made herself, like from the curtains or from whatever throughout most of this movie. And then they have this big ball at the end where everyone is in, you know, like dressed up as princes and princesses. And it's like, okay, this is her moment to shine. Mm-hmm. And she shows up in like this drab purple prom dress with like a yeah. blowout. <laughs> Okay. And it's like the worst oh. make under in the history of cinema. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah. And I genuinely like, I remember in the theater, they like take off her coat and I'm like, why isn't she wearing a fun dress? <laughs> like, that's well, so yeah, funny. it was the wrong, don't plan a ball. And then that, right. She, but she, I understand the like, make her hot in the real world. So Patrick <laughs> right. Dempsey like sees her with new eyes, but totally make it just a, a nice little gala or it's, something like right. that. Like, it still could have been like princess vibes. It could have just yes. been like, nicer than her past dresses but like I yeah, under, yeah, yeah I understood what they're doing but it's like it just doesn't hit it, it just was a misfire and also for this ball and in general they like then slow dance to this like R&B song and I'm like you have this huge ball you have all these people mm-hmm. and you're not going to do like a big musical number at the ball like you're just going to yeah. have them it's another one where I'm like they're trying to do this like modern moment mm-hmm. and it just really is like not the right it just doesn't hit in the same way. They should have just really mm-hmm. committed to what makes the first half so fun, which is like all the 
you know, really like committing to the musical, like theatrical stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's um, such a, yes, this is a great point. It's just, Definitely. it's a, it's a, like a fast forward, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, they're fucking spinning is. around. There's someone singing. I'm like, this is no longer a musical. <laughs> this is just two people slow dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another, yeah. what I b- truly believe is a major low light. You're going to cast yeah. Idina Menzel. Oh, iconic Broadway actress, Adele yeah. Dazeem. And you're not going to let her <laughs> sing a single note. In this movie, oh she does what not. What was that? Not one single, not a single chord, not a single octave comes from her mouth. She's just like the kind of bitchy, jealous mm-hmm. girlfriend. What? That's a great point. That was so doing? odd. I like even did, at the maybe end, they she cut something for her. She, what about when she gets to the fairy tale world and then she can right. sing? If this woman's like a New York City, Manhattan girl, she's not gonna like bust out in a song. I get it. But right. then when she goes to the other side of the dimension, like get her to sing then. I know. And apparently in the sequel, <laughs> she has a song in the sequel, I guess. So I'm like, okay, okay at least we've, well, we um, fixed that. But, and I'm guessing maybe got cut. Like I genuinely, it doesn't make sense. You don't hmm. cast her in a musical and not let her sing. Like it just doesn't, yeah. it defies yeah. logic. Um, yeah. So it, really it makes does. me think that she probably had a song that got cut or something, but perhaps- um, she at least yeah. she made up for it with Frozen later on in in her that's career. That's true. true. Wow. Honestly, that's a great trade off. You know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, um, yeah. Next little light. I also on that note, why we didn't let Idina Menzel sing? Why couldn't we let Susan Sarandon be more of a bigger bitch with this evil queen yeah. role? I mean, I just feel she was great in it. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like. We could have gotten more, you know, give her yeah. more lines. Give her a little, a little more. I don't know. Bring her or, in sooner. Like she's, she's only right. in it for a hot second. Then she turns into a dragon. Like, I was going to say, bring her in when she gets brought in, but don't turn her into a dragon. And then she can yeah. still be Susan Strandon. That was very <laughs> odd. Actually. I felt like yeah. that was really, yeah. Yeah. really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really nitpicky, but like, I'm you guys so, are no, I'm so glad you put this on here. I almost did. Actually, I was thinking this too. I almost did. Okay. So we talked about the cute little chipmunk and like the chipmunk is like trying to alert all these people that like this evil queen's He's coming. Trying. And then her helper is like trying to foil this and be on earth and like try to have all these things happen. So mm-hmm. in the process of that, this helper is also trying to get rid of this chipmunk to be like, <laughs> stop telling him the truth. Stop trying to tell him the plan. And is doing that in various ways. Tries to throw him in a pizza oven. Fine. Tries to like toss him down a drain. Fine. But then they're in this hotel room, like hanging out together, I think. I don't know. And then this helper is like, okay, that's it. Like you're staying here. I love that you're calling him the helper. (laughs) I don't, what's his? He's like a minion. His name is Nathaniel. A minion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The minion, okay, is with the chipmunk. Is that better? And then he's like, okay, you're going to stay in this hotel room. I'm going to go and like fucking figure this all out. He hangs this chipmunk like on a fucking cross in the hotel room. <laughs> like arms splayed, oh, being hung like, on those like little skirt. Oh, God. The pant hangers Tanger, with the, the clips. And his little paws are in the clips and he can't get out. He is hanging yeah. like on a, like it looks like he is Jesus on the He's cross. He's being crucified. Was, and his yes. little paws are so smooshy by the clips. And it was like, it was so kind of sad. S- Stayed on him and like it was this very like dramatic scene and yeah. I was like this is actually so dark I can't watch this I know <laughs> and then he like tries to get out thing. and he's like walking around with the thing on it and then he like finally gets mm-hmm. out I'm like god free this too much that was free like him. that was the wrong free choice him. pick a different punishment. I know 
It was really sad. Seriously. Seriously. I literally thought the same thing. I was like, you know, people die from being crucified, right? Yeah. I was just like, Disney. Disney. Anyway. Disney. Okay. Ever heard of Jesus Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Also, this is kind of a little lighting round question that I just inserted in the lowlights because I was subconscious that no one was going to answer it. Um, What do you guys think is like the worst roommate (laughs) etiquette that Amy Adams does when she's staying with Patrick Dempsey in their (laughs) apartment? Because she cuts the shit out of his blinds twice (laughs) in the children's room and then in his living room to make a dress. And it's like a perfect dress little cutout, but like takes the whole fabric. The second is she takes a hot shower, doesn't understand how the shower and water comes through anywhere to this device and she gets out and just chills in the bathroom and the shower is just running and we all know our our utility bills are high um and then the third thing that she does which is possibly the worst is she invites like hundreds of rats cockroaches and pigeons into his place to help clean and sing a little song do you guys feel particularly offended by one it's that one however okay if i was not there while all the animals were there and I came back mm-hmm. to a sparkling clean apartment, yeah. then it's okay. You know, you like, if that, like, I don't the really know, scrubbed your tub? I don't, I don't need to know how, how the sausage yeah. is made. Like I don't need to know yeah. how sure. the tub got scrubbed, but like <laughs> I would be happy that it was clean. I agree. And, I didn't think this was that it was for the greater good. Yeah. If that I don't encounter all of them, then it's fine. Then but it's fine. It's the, it's <laughs> okay. the dresses then I would say probably the cutting of the blinds. Cause that's tough. Uh. Um, that was but egregious. it does depend on whether or not I come in contact with the thousands of cockroaches. <laughs> it's an important that detail. Funny. Okay, good to know. All right, let's do what is age the best and the worst, Kate. Uh, you know, we had all age the worst, so I just tacked on an age the best at the beginning. <laughs> oh, still I did fun, <laughs> still entertaining, song still slap, holds up, great time mm-hmm. for the whole family. All right, now we have several age the worst. And the, again, this is nitpicky as well, but um, this is not an old movie in my head. Much like those, like, you know, I was like, oh, it's it's not time to remake Chronicles of Narnia yet. Like this <laughs> in my head is like not like an old Disney movie, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's 2012 or it's it's 2015. Right. Like, yeah. You no, know, this came out 15 years ago. And watching it, I'm like, oh, like I can tell that this is an older movie. Like, and in my head, I'm like, this, I remember seeing this in theaters, I remember enjoying it, blah, blah, blah. So it did make me feel old. So I have aged the worst. Yep. Um yeah. <laughs> Also, age the worst. Gotta say, sequel doesn't look great. It just like the plot is like she, you know, is in this like they move to this new place and like her teenage daughter like is having issues and Patrick Dempsey doesn't want to commute and she like makes a wish to like have a fairy tale life or something and then mm-hmm. everything turns Ooh. fair. And I'm just like, I just it doesn't look great. I have to say, it wasn't. I, I don't know that it's what I haven't watched it yet. Obviously, I will watch it, but yeah, it seems to have not necessarily aged they as well as the first waited movie. too long they to did. do the sequel. Yeah. They did. Well, and it, they waited yeah. way too long. Can I insert my age source because it kind of goes with yeah. the sequel situation Sorry. which is this relationship is going to age like fucking yeah. sour milk because it's all fun and games and then Amy Adams literally doesn't know how to do a single thing um, or read a map or pay a bill or understand how crosswalk works like Great any of point. it. And especially being in New York City, no wonder she wants to go to some meadow because she, the learning curve is too steep. This relationship would never work. And I'm sorry for saying that. But yeah, no, you're, it's, right. you're so right. 
Right. You're so right. Do you know how aggravating that would be to live with someone who doesn't know anything? Oh, yeah. my God. It's like no. we're in the computer era in 2005. Like Patrick Dempsey has it cut out for mm-hmm. him. But yeah, yeah, he really does. Right. Yeah. Um, OK. And then Amelia. I would say worst not giving Amy her Oscar for this. We've had to so put true. this woman through what? 15 years of these torturous roles where she's <laughs> cried on set. Where she's had to ugly herself up just because we couldn't give her an Oscar for this because it's not Oscar worthy, quote unquote. Like, come so on. True. She was she was so and, good in this. Oh, my God. She was. You know, she was in like that, like hillbilly, whatever movie last year. That's that like, like absolutely I'm pan. Of. I'm like, we. Yes. she never would have done that if she wasn't in search of an Oscar. Like if she already exactly. had her Oscar for Enchanted, right. we could have avoided so much. We could right. have avoided this. This is I mean, it's not even. A question in my mind, she should have received the Oscar for this. I feel very similarly as I do with um, how Reese Witherspoon should have won for Legally Blonde. Like, Mm. you know, these are hard roles, okay? Like, to keep someone entertained and be charming, but annoying, but funny. At the same time, that's a very, that's steep. That's a steep ask. I agree. Well, let's move right into the MVPs because we'll see if anyone gives it to her. Kate, who's your pick? (laughs) Uh... My pick for MVP is just literal sweet prince, James Marston. <laughs> he is so funny in this movie. He, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he never gets the girl. That's the whole thing with James Marston. This is another <laughs> one where he is the uh, rejected party, but mm-hmm. he just is really funny. He's very handsome. He pulls off the puffed sleeves. His tough. Mm-hmm. Then the tights. Come on. That's not an easy mm-hmm. task. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He sings great. He looks great. He's very funny. And yeah, just love him. He adds so I much. Hate- Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Patrick Dempsey, who didn't get nearly enough mm. love in this entire conversation. Barely brought him up. Mm-hmm. And he is good, perfect as this divorce lawyer, frazzled New York man. Yeah. Amelia. I think those are both great choices. Well, I picked Amy. I would have picked her to begin with, but no one else picked her. So I was like, well, oh. I got to give it to her. She's Saving so good her for in you. this. She's the best. Thank you. She carries the well, I appreciate thing. that. She's so good in that. Like, Wow. She just really knows how to toe that line between, like Liz, you were saying, annoying and just charmingly stupid, you know? So Mm -hmm. beautiful. All right. Let's do two very quick lightning round of questions. The best musical number. Uh, We all agree. What did we all pick? I used to unironically bump How Does She Know on my iPod, like my iPod Touch. it starts out with the steel drums, you know, the Jamaican guys in the park and they're yes. like, how does she know that? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, what? How do you both know this song? It's just, and then it ramps up and then they keep coming back in at the end. It's so good. It's so good. So funny. It's, like a, it's so funny. Like a legitimately like top 20 uh, Disney song. Like it's such yeah. a good Disney song. And it's you get the whole, so good. you know, and like this is the big musical theater number two is like you get all the people in the mm-hmm. park and the dancing yes. and the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Very theatrical. It's great. Really yes. good stuff. It's amazing. Amelia, we both agree, right? Any other comments on? Okay. Some of the um, other ones are fun, but that's the that's the real winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the best fish out of water bit? We talked about a couple of these, but I just, I do love when she calls all the animals like, oh, and then they like all come in the window and it's the fucking good, disgusting vermin of New York City. That Thank was you. good. Thank you. I'm also sick, so. Um <laughs> But it's just really a really good idea. I would love to know, like, you know, when they were like, oh, how can we how can we adjust like this princess in New York City? Like all the mm-hmm. weird things that happen. They're like, hear me out. 
she calls her little bird <laughs> friends and they're disgusting. Um, oh, that's so funny. that's a really good bit. And then uh, James Marsden has a bit with the TV in his hotel room. He thinks it's a magic mirror. And he's like, magic oh my mirror. God. Tell me how to find my Giselle. And then like goes to the, <laughs> so the news story or whatever. And he's like, thank you, magic mirror. And he like, runs Kate, off I feel like this sword. is kind of pulling out some theatrical bones in your body. And I really like it. <laughs> thank you so much. It's the NyQuil. It's the you didn't have to do that um, many impressions, but you did. And I respect you for it. Yeah, I Just like trying it. to do him justice, good. you know? Um, yeah. But oh yeah, my God. both of those are, are very funny to me. I liked when she was in Patrick Dempsey's office in this mm. law office and these two people are getting divorced and she kind of finds out what a divorce is and she starts <laughs> hysterically crying. And I feel like if I was also from a fairy tale and found out, I would also be crushed. Yeah. It's such a sad thought. And so I get it. I yeah. get it. I know. Poor sweet baby. Um, okay. Let's do last category. Uh, tea time's unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Kate. I move this up because I feel like it sort of almost relates I consider Lee Pace to be our the closest thing we have to a Disney prince and in, in modern day world. Lee Pace did an interview uh, with Vulture at Vulture Festival, and he was very charming. But he revealed that you know he played an elf in Lord of the Rings, and he has a farm. Mm. And he revealed in this interview that he thinks elves are real, and he has proof. And his Ooh. proof is that uh, when he was working on The Hobbit in New Zealand, he would like go on hikes, and he went on like this walk through like this Northern circuit in New Zealand. And he was like taking pictures with his phone. And he, on the second day, he like reached for his phone and couldn't find it. He was like, my phone's gone. And he woke up on the last night and his phone was stuck to his back, like just literally in the middle of his back. And he was like, Mm -hmm. that's the elves. He was like, the elves brought it back to me because I was one of them. Mm -hmm. And he like really believes that like the elves are mischievous and took his phone and then returned it to him. Stuck to his shirt or like his like bare his back? back? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. He just says it was stuck to his oh back my. on like the fifth. Like it was gone oh. for three days, and then he woke up and it was stuck to his back like while he was sleeping. So he was like, oh, "They're oh, not okay. They're not evil." So he creatures. wasn't just walking around with something no. like stuck. Okay, it was right, like right. he woke up in the middle of the night and his phone was in the middle of his Got back it. after being gone for three days. So this has well, made him believe in elves. Now, my question is: one, is this a red flag or a green flag in regards to Lee Pace? And two. You know, it, we're in the era of like celebrity paranormal activity shows. Mm, yeah. Can wow. Lee Pace channel this into something? I'm like, oh my, you know, God. if we are going to watch uh, Kristen Stewart look for gay ghosts, like, can we watch? I would watch Kesha Lee Pace I like, walk around too. New Zealand looking for elves. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Give him a Discovery Plus series now. Right. Like half, it would be half like survival show, half looking for elves. Oh my Just like God. Lee I really love this idea. Hiking around New Zealand, like making shit up. I'm like, I would watch. And better that oh than all the God. Bigfoot searches where like, right. yeah. once you find them, I don't want to see Bigfoot, but I would like to see an elf. Yeah. So, I know. Sure. I'm in We're it. We don't have yeah. that yet. It's a oh new, my God. It's a new I'm green lighting this. If I'm the Discovery <laughs> Plus president, I'm like, yes. Yeah. 20 yeah. seasons. Let's do it. Yeah. Agreed. I love it. I'm ready. It's great. Okay. My question, and it is actually a question, and it reminds me of all the weeks in a row. Do you remember, Kate, when you would like ask for Harry Styles tickets yeah. on this That pod? was a year ago today. I My Snapchat okay. memory from today was like, I finally got a Harry Styles timing. ticket. <laughs> because I need Taylor Swift tickets and I can't get them. <laughs> what the hell is up with everything? Oh my God. <laughs> Never in my life did I think that this would be so complicated, so insane, so difficult. Guys, I don't, I actually don't know how to 
like obtain them. And I, and I hate Ticketmaster, that website. I don't know what's going on. I tried mm-hmm. pre whatever the hell, but yeah, couldn't here's do the it. thing. Here's the thing. You're, you know, a, a Ticketmaster rookie, right? You know, yes, me. Yes. You have not been in the trenches uh, no. in the past year or so with Ticketmaster as they have created this dynamic pricing system. However, mm. I have been, and I have friends who have been, you know, the BTS tickets, the Harry Styles tickets. And my friends, like if it was just Liz being like, I don't understand. This process is bad. This system is terrible. I can't get in. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's like really sucks. But I have friends who have been in the (laughs) trenches for BTS, in the trenches for Harry Styles. And they're like, this is by far the worst ticketing experience I've ever had. They didn't get tickets either. Nobody got tickets. Oh, that makes me feel so much better because yeah, you are more in the trenches of these like, yeah. Fandoms and the I thought I was just gonna log on and like buy a tick buy a ticket, but boy sweet, was I wrong. You sweet summer child. Yeah. What yeah, the hell no. was that? And I, even like and yeah, I have I mean there are veterans of this process who like you know the no, you're so codes, right. I was and so out of my their league. Parents doing it and their friends doing it. And people oh across God. the country. No, the verified everyone's fan, in the queue. Never heard of that no, and yeah, I, very few people I've seen were successful. Um, yeah, this was at this so. was kind of out of my out of my league, above my pay grade type of yeah. maneuvering. But it was bad for everyone, I guess, is my answer. And no one That's knows. Fun. But well, I mean, listen, it's next August. We can figure it out. We'll get in. Taylor, what, if you're listening, I, send I us don't, a ticket. Yeah, Amelia. What? <laughs> I mean, my friend just tried to get tickets for the LA show, and she had like. What was it? The the like I don't Verified know what, fan one of the thing. Yeah, no, it was like the credit card for oh, Capital One. Oh, Capital the One, yeah. pre-sale day. See, I know they make and it complicated. She, but I think she she said she was so she's trying to get these tickets for us, and she said that they like were there, but then they were like, "No, you can't have any tickets." Or something. It was like yeah. really weird. They kick people the out like as soon guys? as they get in, right? Listen, I, but I, I don't understand faith. why. Okay, I know well, it's a terrible system. But honestly, honestly I, that's why I'm like, it almost is better if everyone's bought the tickets and then like people can't go or people whatever, or like, you know, okay. like then you can kind of, you can okay. make it happen. But don't they jack up the prices to like $6,000? Well, the scammers do. Yeah. Oh. The yeah. scammers. You kind of got to So be how like, do you know if you don't have like a scammer person? Well, there are like ways to ask for proof and like you can find people. Kate, you're going like to have to hold friends. our hands during this <laughs> because <laughs> I'm about to get catfished really hard. I have faith. Don't worry. <laughs> really hard <laughs> there are real like yeah they'll, uh, they'll get you um, no but it's okay, guys. i know we for a fact August. i'm gonna i'm gonna show up at sofi with like a piece of scrap paper <laughs> and they'll be like what is this this is not a ticket I'm that you paid dollars <laughs> anyway okay we have 10 months guys we can do, we can it. do it yeah yeah all right we got it. best of luck to us oh, that's funny. thank you and best of luck to everyone else out there who couldn't get a ticket i'm sorry i didn't no realize doubt. it was that no doubt our listeners are also struggling with this although if you did get a <laughs> yeah. ticket and you have extras let us know yes <laughs> Um, okay. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong. But these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.